0: You know, we're living almost every day with some new challenge and new seasons and new opportunities and people going back to school now. And how many of y'all are glad the kids went back to school? <laughs> the kids are not, but I'm sure some of the parents are, <laughs> you know, getting a new job, moving to new places. And as all of this takes place, sometimes people begin to ask, can God help me? Can God, can God do something for me? They wondering if God can really help them where they're at. I guess they're not fully convinced that God can. You know, as we look at the children of Israel and how they responded to God after all that He had done for them. And I want to read Psalm 78, verse 11, starting, and I'm going to read in the NLT because I like the way it says it here better. It, it, they fought, they forgot what He had done, the great wonders He had shown them the miracles he did for their ancestors on the plains of Zoan in the land of Egypt. For he divided the Red Sea and led them through, making the waters stand up like walls. In the daytime, he led them by a cloud and at all night by a pillar of fire. He split open rocks in the wilderness to give them water as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour, streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet, they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give his people bread and meat. Now, I like what... The New King James says in verses 19 and 20. In the NLT here they said God can't give us food in the wilderness; He can't give His people. But in the New King James, it says it like this. I read it in the NLT because it's easier to understand the first part in the in the there. But the the second part here in verses 19 and 20 is what I want you to get a hold of from the new King James. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Can he give us bread? Can he provide meat for his people? You see, they responded, you know, can God do it?" it, is what they were saying. After all the things that he had done, now they're saying, Can God prepare a table? Can God give us bread? Can He provide meat when all of these things that they were talking about that He'd already done for them? But now they're saying, "Can God?" You know, I guess they doubted that He could do it again. And I I don't know why they spoke against asking the question, can God, when they had already seen God do it. So I come to this conclusion. There are two classes of people in the church. The can God group and the God can group. Can God do it? are, God can. So if you want a title for this, can God do something for me? Hello. You know, which group are you in? I didn't say that you weren't saved. I didn't say you wasn't even filled with the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of people that are saved of the Holy Spirit, but they're asking, can God really help me? Instead of saying God can do it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna give a couple of funny things here, but there's a lot of reasons that people uh, refuse to allow God to help them a man asked another man that was having back problems if he could pray for him. And uh, the man that had the ailing back didn't want to because uh, he needed doctor's report so that he didn't have to go to work. So he didn't want to get touched. Here's another one. Two men at a Christian retreat saw a man pushing a woman in a wheelchair, so they offered to pray for healing. She said, don't pray for me to be healed, she replied. I cooked and cleaned for him for many years. Now it's his turn to serve me. (laughs) That's two reasons why somebody didn't want God to bless Help them. But we must, you know... If you're going to receive what the Word of God says belongs to you, then you have got to really believe that God can do it. That He can perform whatever He said in this Word. You know? Say this, we serve a can-do God, not a can-God-do-it. Not, can God do it, but God can do it. Okay? You understand what I'm trying to say to you today? Here's several things that I'm going to say to you that God can do and will do if you believe him. God can turn your night into day. Matthew 4, 16. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land with death, cast its shadow, a light has shined. And, you know, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ." who is exact likeness of God. Here, people are being blinded for their need for salvation even. People are being blinded, even Christians are being blinded by the enemy from the joys that comes from serving God. He'll say, okay, you're saved now, but don't expect any of that stuff that they talk about because you're just lucky that God saved you. Come on now. And some people buy into that, you know. Many that are sitting in church pews this morning are blinded of God's abundant provision for them. They're asking, can God, when God can. You see, when the light of the word of God comes, then it drives out the darkness and people can begin to see the truth. You know, when you're going through the midnight hour and everything's dark around you, Don't ask the question, can God? Start saying, my God can. My God can bring me out of this. You know, another thing that God can do is turn your bondage into liberty. Hello? Jesus himself said, so if the son sets you free, you will be truly free. In Mark five, the madman of Gadara was set free from his bondage. The one, That's in Mark five, two through 15. In Mark five, 25 through 34, the woman with the issue of blood was set free from her bondage. Mark five, Thirty five through forty two, Geras' daughter was set free. As we look all through the Word of God, we see that the enemy of God is no match for him. God Will deliver you and set you free if you will simply believe. You know, many people come to the point of receiving, and then because of what somebody said or what they heard on the TV or the radio. Or they read in a book, or what their friend said to him, said to them, they began to deviate from God can to can God because of what is being said. Hello. That's how the, that's how the enemy comes into your life and get you out of the arena of faith and believing God can and get you over into the arena of a doubt asking, can God do it? Simply by things you hear. What somebody says. What some minister says. It doesn't make any difference what minister says. What does the Bible say? Paul himself even said, if an angel or somebody comes teaching anything different than I have taught you, count it a curse. Let it go. I have people ask me, I haven't had it in Recently, but over the years, I've had people come up and ask me certain questions about something. What do you think about this? Because, you know, I heard brother so-and-so and this is what he said. I said, I said to him, what does the Bible say? Well, I know what the Bible says, but this is what they said. And they are anointed. I don't care what anybody says. If it is contrary to what the Word of God says, then throw it out the window. Forget about it. Well, I heard so-and-so prophesy. One person come up to me and said, I have, it's been prophesied that I was gonna have a singing ministry. And I took voice lessons and they told me I couldn't even carry a tune, that I was tone deaf. What am I going to do with that prophecy? I said, forget it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> but brother so-and-so said it. <clears throat> you see, what I'm trying to get across to you is you can't afford to let anybody get you out of the con, can God do, can, can God not Over, out of God can, into God, can God. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm getting it all mixed up. I was thinking about trying to get a drink of water real quick. Another thing that I want to talk to you about, God can turn defeat into victory. Psalm 62, 1 and 2 says... I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. You see, David believed in a God who can. And if you look at his life, you'll see that he was always in Not can God do it. He was always in. God can. God will. I mean, he's out there as a 17-year-old boy watching his father's sheep and he takes care of the lion and the bear. Not in his own strength, but in the strength of the Lord because God can help you overcome any situation. I want you to notice when he faced Goliath, the giant Goliath, he didn't say what I'm gonna do. He said, I come to you in the name of Jehovah, the Lord God of Israel. And I will to tell you what, he wound up that slingshot, he let it go and when I, You talk about being rocket propelled. The power of God propelled that rock and took that giant down. Now he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jehovah, Jehovah God. But you see, because he believed in a can do God. And then he went on to say, I am gonna feed the carcasses of the Philistines to the birds of the air. Why? Because he's gonna cut the giant's head off. See, before you go into battle, you gotta believe that God can. You say, I'm going in the strength of my God that can deliver me, and I am going to take charge in the situation because I serve a can-do God. Too many people ask the question, can God do it? It's not a matter of can God do it. It's a matter of God can. Hello. You know, God can turn your defeat into a victory. But you got to believe it. You gotta believe it when it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. When you're wondering if it's gonna happen, saying, no, I'm not wondering. You know, I know many times people will come up and and I even do this myself because I got it from him. Today, August the 20th, 1917, Kenneth E. Hagin, my dad, my father, Entered this world. This, was his, this would have been his 106th birthday. Happy birthday in heaven, Dad. But people would come up and say, You know, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And he would say, What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? You see, victory can come out of defeat. Many of us that have been in the sports world have endured a defeat, but we came back and won the championship. We turned defeat into victory. I remember one night we were Southside Assembly where I associate with my father-in-law, my my wife's dad for six years. We had, we had the sad Southside Athletic Department and uh, we played flag football and fast pitch men's fast pitch softball if you've never played men's fast pitch softball anybody ever played men's fast pitch softball i'm gonna tell you what if you got a good pitcher out there that ball's coming in there in fact sometimes you can it's in there you can hear it hissing as it comes by you ever done that they say that if a guy is a good fastball pitcher that it's equivalent it'll be coming in there equivalent to 95 to 100 miles an hour, and we were playing in a tournament. We we would go. We had won the we won the church league so many times they they didn't like us playing in the church league. But we would go play in open tournaments down in Dallas, and uh, we was playing there one night. We we got we lost our first game. We shouldn't have lost it. Just messed up really. And we played our way back through the losers' bracket all the way back to the winners' bracket to the championship game. And by this time, everybody's tired. I mean, we've been playing all day, and it's about one o'clock in the morning. And all of us know we got to be at church at nine the next morning. Because Brother Tipton said, "It's all right if you guys play ball, but don't. You got to. If you're not in church, we're gonna shut the ball team down." So. I got him in the dugout and I said, listen guys, I know you're tired, but I said, we, we can do this. We can win this championship. We can win this tournament. And they looked at me and I said, you gotta say we can, and you gotta believe we can before we can. And I got them all believing that, we did go out and we did win the thing. And we all got home about four o'clock in the morning, but we were all at church the next morning anyway. But what I'm trying to say, see you've got to get to the point like I was there with them. We, you got to get to the point Say, God can, God can deliver me. God can turn this defeat into my victory. You know, a lot people say, well, you always say, I cannot be defeated, I will not quit. I said, and they said, have you ever been defeated? I said, yeah, but I didn't quit and I won in the long run because my God is a can-do God and he'll bring me out on the other side every time. You know, we travel on the sea of life. And has anybody ever encountered a storm on the sea of life? I've encountered some hurricanes. I think (laughs) God can cause the storm. In the midst of the storm, He can turn it into a great calm. You got to believe He can. Mark four thirty seven. But soon a fierce storm came. Uh, high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was asleep at the back. The boat, with back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the, wa- the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Now, you know what's interesting about this story? Is Peter, James, and John were professional fishermen, that was their profession. That Sea of Galilee that they were sailing on was where they fished all the time. So for these hardened, seaworthy men to begin to be afraid that they're going to drown, it must have been some kind of storm. Hello, oh. You know, if you're, used to it and you understand storms, then you know which ones are the ones that's going to take you down and which ones are the ones are not. This was one that they said, uh, this, this, we can't take this anymore. They were being tossed and turned. The waves were so high they were breaking into the ship. That's the way it is on the sea of life. It's not always smooth sailing all the time. Sometimes you're gonna encounter some things. But God can calm the storm. If he did it once, he'll do it again. God can bring peace where there is no peace. He can bring tranquility where there's turmoil. All you have to do is believe in the can-do God. You know what? God turns death into life. Now, I'm not talking about physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death. First Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be unto God. But thanks, but thank God. He gives us victory over every sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then John three sixteen, you all know it, for, for this is how God loved the world. He gave it his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God can take away spiritual death and give you spiritual life. See, in the word of God, you gotta figure out whether it's talking about cessation of life or spiritual death. Because the Bible says you were dead in your trespasses and sin, but you was alive, you were breathing. But you were dead. To, you were dead to God. Why? Because of what Adam did in the Garden of Eden when he turned everything over to Satan, and that's when Satan. And Paul plainly says it in Second Corinthians four four that God is the that the devil is the god of this world. Before that time, I'm not. I'm not talking about. The God I'm talking about, little G. Before that, Adam was in charge of everything down here on Earth, and he gave it away. God can bring salvation to the lost. God can rescue you and give you a new life in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians five seventeen: Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. This old life is gone and new life is can, can, begun. He can make the old and change it to new. Here's another thing. God can turn sickness into health. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by His wounds and his stripes, we are healed are the wounds he took up on his back. Some people struggle with sickness because they're not fully convinced that God can can do what he said in his word. He already said, by my stripes, you are healed. You gotta believe that. The Bible has many, many instances where God has provided deliverance from sickness and disease. Okay, let's go to another one. Can God turn your financial like into prosperity? Luke 5, 4 through 7. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your net to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. At this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear and they shouted for help from the, and their partners in the other boat. So both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Wow. Have you ever worked hard and didn't have nothing to show for it at the end? Have you done everything you know to do and still it's not good? Listen to what the God who, get, who can will tell you and you'll fill feel, you'll feel your nets up. He told Peter, go out where it's deeper, let your nets down to catch some fish. Now, Peter had fished all night. He's a professional. This is a teacher. He's not a fisherman. This wasn't the right time to go out there. They went out in the evening and at night. But see, he he believed in what Jesus said, and he received. The God who can fill your nets to overflowing, He can bring you from nothing to having more than enough. But you got to believe He can, and not ask, "Can He?" You got to believe He can. You know, he can supply all of your needs. He can, he can. Well, it's real easy to know that he can. He fed 5,000 people. He turned water into wine. He told Peter that there was a fish, go get it. And it's got money in its mouth and go pay the taxes. God can supply whatever you need. If you disbelieve that He is a can do God, you know, quit asking, can God really help me? And start saying, God can do whatever I need. He can lift me up, He can turn me around, He can set my feet on solid ground, and I can jump and praise the Lord. Because I serve a can-do God. See, when you really believe in a can-do God, it turns his power loose in your life to provide for you whatever it is you need. Are you ready to believe that God can? Stand on your feet. Say this with me. God God can do something for me me where I'm at, at, anytime, anytime, any place, place, He can do it. it. God can bring me what I need need whenever I need. need. God God can can do it. God can cause good things to come to me. God can cause whatever it is I need to come to me. God can do the impossible. Whatever I need, God can do. God can show me the way to go so that I can live in victory because he's a can-do God. Now, how many of you believe what I told, what you just said, or you just said it because I asked you to say it? Y'all got anything y'all want to sing? Yes,
1: sir.
0: As you were uh,
1: speaking this word, I just got this down on the inside. If you have a problem, that you just can't seem to solve And if you have questions about what tomorrow holds just remember you serve a God He can do the impossible God can and you just watch him He's gonna turn it around, turn it around Turn it around for you. I'm going to say it one more time. If you have a problem that you just can't seem to solve, and if you have questions about what tomorrow holds, you just remember that you serve a God. He can do the impossible. Turn it up!
0: Get these songs, Dan. See, what y'all don't realize, the ministry of the psalmist, that's what that is. And the Spirit, as I'm speaking, the Spirit of God begins to give him. It says, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, right? That that wasn't something he sat down and thought up. It's something the Spirit of God gave him as he... He, he wrote it down on his, on his phone. Hallelujah. How many of you believe he's a can-do God? Not can he? He can. He can. He will. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hey, if you happen to be in this place today, and you don't know Jesus Christ your personal savior like I was talking about. He can save you. Or if you know what it is to serve God and you got off course and detoured and you need to come back and rededicate your life to God. He can turn you back around. It's like the song said there. He can turn you around. Set your feet back where you need to be. If you happen to be here this morning and you know you're born again but you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit according to Acts chapter 2 verse number 4 they were all filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak with tongues the Spirit gave them utterance you can get that this morning too he's a can-do God. Anybody on any one of those three invitations I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you but I can't do that if I don't know who you are so I'm going to ask you please just slip your hand up like this and we'll pray for you. Anybody, anywhere in this auditorium, you need Christ. You need to rededicate your life. You need to receive the Holy Spirit. Anybody, anywhere. Well, praise the Lord. Raise your hands and thank God. Father, we thank you for your presence and your power. But if there happens to be one person at the sound of my voice that needs to rededicate their life that does not know your son Jesus as the personal savior of their life, I thank you that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would go with them and they cannot do anything until they stop and confess you, Lord, as Lord of their life. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Praise God, praise God. Tonight, six o'clock, be here. As soon as I get through shaking hands, we go into the aircraft because we got a two-hour and 45-minute flight today. Going to Connecticut, and we knew the Crusade team will be there. In at uh, where's that? Where's that town in Connecticut? I forgot. New Town. New Town. New Town. Newtown, Connecticut. Newtown? Yes. Newtown, Pennsylvania, whatever. Not Connecticut. Connecticut. And then from there, we go down to Pennsylvania on Wednesday. Pray for the Crusade team. They're going to sing. Let me get down that aisle. The rest of the staff go to the doors. We'll shake your hands. We'll see you next Sunday right here. Connection team, go find our first-time guests. <coughs> Take them to get that special gift that we have for them. If you're looking for a church home, what do we say, church? Welcome Welcome home. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.